Welcome to the Changing Tabletops Best of Mystery Mansion episode. Um, if you guys haven't listened to the Mystery Mansion arc, which is 15 episodes, this is going to spoil a lot of stuff. Like, like all of it. <laughs> so, um, like all the spoils. Listen to, listen to those episodes first and then come back here. Um, or just listen to this one and not listen to the rest of the show. No. no just listen listen to the rest of it. We'll wait. Five hours later. <laughs> you said Generous. five hours. It's, it's more like, like 15. It's oh, yeah, 20, 20 hours. Okay. Well, um, I presume people listen to it on full time speed, not like a bunch of filthy plebs. So we are, it's DCT Chipmunk Edition. Okay. Catch it! Um, Can't you try to kill me, y'all? <laughs> Why didn't you warn me? Uh, any any time um, we are cutting away to a clip from the actual show, uh, which we will do periodically throughout this sort of uh, discussion, we'll put a dissolve fade in. Well, we're, that's, we're that's gonna no, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a tone to indicate that we have moved on to a clip. No, What's the tone? The, te- the tone will sound like this. Catch up, no. Chloe's gonna insert Chloe's gonna insert the tone here whatever tone she chooses what's the tone I'll tell you what the tone is the tone's gonna be ketchup no it's gonna be ketchup no that's so perfect that's a good one okay anytime you hear ketchup no we have jumped to a clip and anytime you hear ketchup no again we have jumped back okay (laughs) (laughs) um alright so it's been about a month since we finished Mystery Mansion. What are your guys' thoughts? It was really good. I Fun. I thought it was, it made a whole good story a lot better than I thought it would. I thought that it was going to devolve into absolute chaos and an actual succinct story wouldn't get told and then it did. And that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I it mean, was very satisfying. I think it's all in that ending. I, th- I think the only reason the story got told is because Sophie threatened to kill us all. <laughs> that was the same with that last D&D campaign as well. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, I, I again, I really think that the 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 main point of it is the, the ending, like, like tying everything together, making everything, like, make sense. I thought... And I, I felt, I thought, I, I was surprised by how well everything came together. Thought, I've DM'd for you guys before. You should you should know this. I, I I thought the main point was that Rose poops her pants. Oh really? I thought it was Chastity's so mean. I'm gonna poop my pants. I only did that once. Rose did it like you like plopped right into it too. You sat down. Yeah, in it's it. not even your. That's class. what you, you do to me for real. You didn't. Even, she was true. mentally conditioned. You didn't to do even. It. You have, just did it. Yeah, and you didn't even have a diaper. Guys, this is a great time to uh, cut away to a clip of uh, Juna Frixit messing her pants. No, this should be a clip of all the times Rose pooped her pants. Yes, it's a montage. Just like in sequence. Yes. How about we just have Again, every, 15 hours worth of content. Every messy, <laughs> every messy moment. Here are all of Changing Tabletop's Mystery Mansion's messy moments. Catch uh, up, no! It is Rose's turn. However, please roll a d6. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that. So as Rose prepares the pillow to strike, all of a sudden she feels a rumbling in her stomach mm-hmm. and a large warm wetness spreads across the front of her pants as she is completely taken aback by this incident. She she doesn't know what's happening. She thinks maybe something attacked her. This is <laughs> this is a, a a wound or something. But as she looks down, she sees um, the the wetness spread across her her crotch and down the inside of her thighs as she begins to wet herself. Mm-hmm. Um, in confusion, she doesn't quite realize until it begins as uh, the muscles in her stomach begin to force uh, a very large mess into the seat of her panties. Um, Standing in front of her friend who she has been investigating mysteries with for probably a few years, she just helplessly begins to wet and mess herself right there in the middle of this bedroom. Oh my god. (laughs) 13 on an endure. Okay. Um, um, you're standing perfectly still as you feel this warm wetness 
filling your pole up and you're shivering in fear and you're praying to yourself. I hope no one notices. I okay. hope, I hope this doesn't leak. I hope no one finds out. And then as you finish, it doesn't leak. And you're standing there. Sense of relief washes over you. <sighs> as you feel a churning in your stomach. No. And begin. What? To feel sick and nauseous. And standing there in front of your friends, in front of this big monster, you can't help bend over and push as you begin to fill the seat of your pull up. I don't get a save or anything. Let's you sure fine. don't. This is, this is pushy town. I rolled a one on it. Oh, you rolled it for me. You I did. That's not fair. Sorry. Great. And uh, you just push your knees together and you try to stop, but you can't. And it feels so uncomfortable. You have to do this. And you just keep pushing, filling your pull-up. Bring Until finally you feel that wonderful sense of relief. And then you're hit by the smell. And you realize that you have no reason to feel relief. Why do I have my sealer? I think it's just a five. A flat five. All right. Make an endure check for me as well, please. Why you uh -oh. gotta be like this? Uh oh. Oh wow, that's that might be negative. That might be zero. That is. That's a flat four. No way. That's not possible. That's simply not possible. So as Rose that. waddles forward, she uh, loses her balance. Tumbles backward mm -hmm. onto her bottom, mm -hmm. which squishes and uh, leaks out the sides. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And uh, the vibrations of slamming down on the hard concrete ground sort of run through her spine and she feels a little sick. As she tries to stumble back to her feet, she kind of gets onto her hands and knees as she's going to stand mm -hmm. up like toddlers do. And... Uh, Suddenly, uh, a pressure builds in her stomach, and she starts pushing uh, a mess into the seat of her diaper in front of the three of you. Um, despite the fact that oh. you can't really tell that the diaper is expanding any because mm -hmm. it is so full, you can easily recognize the sounds that she is making. Oh, Rose. Oh, and the gosh. smell. No, wait. When I, I asked if you missed... Some part of it, I... Rose! Juniper, I can't help it! Shut up! You're really... We need to change your name. Oh. What? I just stare at her in that... In that. Hey, Rose, make an endure check for me, please. Okay. I'm gonna go to the freezer and get some painted knives. I got a lot. I got a 22. Okay. Okay. While you are being propped up uh, in mm -hmm. your mommy's arms, um, you feel... That's a net 20 time. <laughs> you feel a uh, marked discomfort. Um, you kind of think maybe you're just fussy from what happened in the barn still, and mm -hmm. you really need just a, a nap or just some downtime, just a few minutes to, to really settle down. And then you realize uh, all too quickly that, um, no, that's not why you don't feel well as you begin to push and fill your diaper while being held on your mommy's hip. Aw, poor baby. I... Oh my god, Rose, are you okay? I... I... Wanna go lay down? I, like, I pick her up not on my hip, but I'm, like, holding her up against my chest and, like, I have one hand underneath Oh her my god! And the other one patting her back, like, it's okay. Please go, I just... Go lay Let, down. Let's go get you changed. Uh, you can take a nap. Maybe you'll feel better and less like a bratty girl. Okay. Um. Rose, make an endure check. Oh, <laughs> that's a nine. Would you say shit? Okay. I wouldn't. So. You would. As uh, as Rose gets back up, um, off her padded butt. Mm -hmm. She readies Cassandra and gets into kind of like a catcher's pose. And the second she kind of bends down a little, uh, 
that sickness in her tummy starts to uh, rumble a little bit. And um, what's interesting is she doesn't she doesn't push this time. She doesn't really even try. It just sort of kind of starts happening, and you you feel it. You feel as you begin to fill the seat of your diaper, as you begin to push it out, and um, you have a second where you try to stop yourself, and you realize you can't. Um, now we have two stinky baby girls on the battlefield. Wait. Um, please make another endure check for me. <laughs> Wet those fancy I'm clothes. Not those dual, that dual <laughs> so those time to go to Brown Town. No. What'd you get? Oh, I got a seven. All right. Um. So you're gonna take the wait, following wait. effects. Can you can you just roll for it? You, oh my gosh! No, right. I don't get that one. I'm yeah. multi-class. Time to go to Brown Town. No. She is multi-class enough. No. No. Exactly. Okay. As the best wait, face. I just want to say, you don't even have my modifier where it's extra likely. She just rolled perfectly. No, but I don't. That's that. doesn't say that on my ability. That's gonna be one stinky tuxedo. As um, these sigils surround you and you feel so needy and despondent, you begin to uncontrollably wet yourself. Your new um, pretty uh, suit that you're wearing, uh, which is kind of like a, a medium gray, I guess, uh, begins to darken between your legs as you stand there helplessly um, as it soaks the insides of your thighs and drips down to your feet. Um, then you feel uh, a new sort of discomfort as uh, you are unsure of what to do. You poop your pants! Drop down on all no, fours like No, 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 no! Raise your butt high in the sky and push. Uh, <laughs> filling the, the very standard white um, underwear that uh, you found in the, the painted world. And um, you just push and push no. until your bottom is... No. Squishy, and no. you start to stink, and uh, everyone around you, including Lady Calloway, just kind of watches in awe. Well, that's embarrassing for her. That's so embarrassing. Catch <laughs> up, no! Wow, they were great. Weren't those great? Those were. I love listening to them. I'm really sure that me editing this had a really fun time. Finding all of those, and uh, I'm not going to be really mad at you guys no. when I edit it and put it out. It's just the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, I want to know something. Okay, go ahead. What's the dumbest thing Chastity did in the whole show? It's not a carb. You—that's what you think is the dumbest thing that no, happened. That's in the just whole the show. dumb thing that pops to my mind. I need to know what the dumbest thing that happened. She is. was the smartest character in the party. She had the highest wisdom. Uh-huh. Okay, then what was her lowest point? She literally died in like episode one. She did immediately get mauled by a dragon. Yeah, she opened the fridge, took all the health potions. Yeah, and that is the dumbest thing she did. Is that the dumbest one? I'm sorry. Before you guys even came into the failures. mansion. Before you guys even came to the mansion, uh, she was drinking, like, discarded vodka bottles on the ground. It's alcohol. It's self-sanitizing. <laughs> like soap. So, so... How do you wash soap? Soap is self-washing. What is it? Is it, is it drinking discarded vodka? I think, I think that it's... I, I'm gonna cut it up if you guys agree with me. It's drinking all the health potions and then immediately dying after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, uh, here's that clip. Catch uh, up, no! You do go in the fridge, and um, when you go Is there in, any liquor? No, however, you do find three health potions. Oh, okay, I drink them. I think they're just beverages. Are they liquor? Okay. I imagine they look like, like Mike's Hot Lemonade. Okay, you you can drink them if you want. Hey, That's up to what you, do they I look guess. Like? What do they look like? They look like sort of red... Yeah. Bottles. Yeah? How big are they? Um, small. Maybe like the size of a, a tennis ball. 
So it's like a hell of a vile. So I, I, I look at it, I'm like, oh, sick, liquor samplers. Cat's up in the, the no. cabinet. And then I go to the cabinet and I start looking for ketchup. Okay, it leaps out at you. <gasps> ketchup! Okay, I'm going to roll to attack. You're going to die. Yeah. You still have three Oh points. my god. You take five points of damage and <laughs> die. <laughs> unconscious. You need to make um, an endure check. Oh. <sighs> you did. I got a zero. Whoa! <laughs> did she die in episode two? Uh. Unless someone has a healing potion I in the do. next, I'd say you one. You drank them all, you uh, unless, dumbass. Unless you have. Ketchup, uh, no! Ketchup, no! would be so duplicitous after such an innocent start. Who could have known? Honestly. Nobody was, warned her. It's probably your. Your greatest accomplishment as a DM is tricking everyone into thinking ketchup yeah, was good. Yeah, who gives a fuck about the story? You made everyone think ketchup was a good Honestly, guy. Honestly, I'm really proud of my portrayal of ketchup throughout the series because he seemed so innocent. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh my gosh, he I mean, was the traitor. He all really, along. He really turned out to be a big anti-hero in the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a reverse John yeah, Coffee. It was kind of a reversal. He's, a, he's the anti-hero. And, like, you know, you really come to appreciate the tropes that he sort of embodies. But I have to take him out back and shoot him. Ketchup was the real treasure we gained along the way. No, it sure uh, you wasn't. Didn't. We didn't even gain ketchup. Ketchup was the bane of I our had existence. I to kill ketchup. Okay. Um, Spoiler. I want to... I, I liked Wife as well. Oh, God. That, that scene is so <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So what? Daughter. Let's go to baby. Wife, baby, pet. You guys would not believe how much of the wife thing got left on the cutting room floor. Because, like... No. The, the, it was really bad. What do you mean? You guys... I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, but oh, it got really, really bad. Um, I, I wanted to ask, I wanted to go around the room, and I wanted to ask how you liked your character and the way they developed throughout the story. And if you have any particular moments that you think are your character's pinnacle moments or best moment for specifically your character. Let's, let's start with Kimmy. Go ahead. Oh, why'd you start with me? Because you're on the end of the sofa. You actually, that's why. Breakdown of this. I don't even remember what it was in, but it, it, I think it was one of our podcasts in which we talked about the fact that we always do it in who's sitting on the sofa order. Yeah. This is a good sofa. It is. It's a good sofa. I had this one in the cuddle puddle. Honestly, I, I was disappointed with my portrayal of Gina Frixit. I don't, I don't think that I did a very good job. Like, I really had a firm grasp on her character in, like, the first episode. But by the end of it, like, I felt like I had lost so much of my original concept. That's the point. Due to the breaks in the, mm. in playing the game. That's yeah, fair. we would take bigger breaks, and it was and, it was a hassle. And I to follow up on that. I really felt like uh, Rose, probably because of the breaks, was really kind of shallow. Um, mm. As a, she didn't have a. Shallow is wrong word. She just didn't have a lot of depth to her as a character. That is shallow. It was, it was, well, it can have different meanings. Like, it could... I've heard anyway, of both I've heard both Wait, okay, so, so, real quick, Kimmy, what was your pinnacle moment for June? What was, like, the best moment to you? Uh, gosh, that's actually a really hard question. I think the pinnacle moment for June was probably poor defeated June crawling into the cage voluntarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's cut to that. Okay, as you attempt to undress, you simply cannot figure out how this outfit comes off. For the life of you, you're looking in the mirror, you're just rummaging around it. You, there are some latches on it, but as you try to pull on them and twist them and tug on them, they, they don't come undone. You cannot figure out how to take this outfit off. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I proceed with the rest of my plan and I go to the office. I go to the crate, <laughs> and I lay down in the cage. All right. Catch uh, up, no! Wow, that was funny. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was sad. It no, was it, sad. Was, it was pretty good. June, June's tale was um, a tragic one where I really intended it to be... June's tale was attached to her asshole. Funny, uh, but 
I don't really feel like I did the character justice. Hmm. And I, I think a lot of that uh, is also just the the her her constant war with chastity. I, I don't think understand that, I why think she didn't like chastity. It's because she did. She came from a place of role playing as romantically interested in chastity. And then Chastity came from a place of, you're a dumb pet. Well, Jude didn't have the money Chastity wants in a partner. (laughs) (laughs) That's just true. Uh, Okay. Chastity's gold to hear. That tracks. Okay, Chloe, what do you think of Rose's story and character? Uh, Like I said, I thought she was more shallow than I wanted. She lacked depth, but I I think that's a bit because I, I, I wasn't sure how I wanted to handle the regression stuff going in. Um, so I couldn't I couldn't make a good for or against kind of narrative going on. Um, and, and, and granted, remember, guys, I know you're being quite hard on yourselves, but you are expert D&D players who played a, a fun, kinky mm-hmm. game that was not supposed to be that <laughs> grandiose. So I, I, I do want to say I, I really like uh, where she went. I like her as a character. I liked her connections. Um, her stuff with uh, Daisy and stuff was really good. And even her kind of constant battles is almost... Well, I tried to be like a kind of a foil to, uh, to Junip. To like, to like being like blaming her for, for being uh, rightly outraged at her situation. Um, and, and I don't know how well it came across, but that was my plan. And it was all in all fun. And I, I liked her, her story. Cool. What do you think Rose's pinnacle moment was? Um, <laughs> probably when she mushed her tush and got breastfed by Daisy. I think that was the 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 culmination of her character and story arcs, and the probably the thing, the biggest takeaway of my character anyone will have. <laughs> All right, we'll cut to that. Catch uh, up, no! Hey, it's okay. Calm down. I know you're very fussy. And she sits in a rocking chair. And she has her in her lap, and she's holding her, and she lifts up her, I guess she unbuttons her colonial (laughs) button-up or whatever she's wearing to nurse her little girl. I, you can't, I'm not a- Hey, you uh, are so fussy, and you've been fussing this whole time. You were stomping your feet and, like, yelling earlier about turpentine or something. I don't remember. Not actually a baby. You can't, um. Does that matter? She takes off her bra, holds her right there. I, you know you'll feel better afterwards. I, I'm not. You're probably just hungry. That's you need to. And I'll change you. I'm absolutely going to change you right after. I promise. You need to let me go. I. Rose doesn't resist. And she nurses her little girl. Wow. All right. Beautiful <laughs> work of art. Wow, Chloe. You that's guys, a beautiful shade of red you have there. So, I designed it. Catch up, no! Cool. Alright, Liv, what... What is your interpretation of how you played in the whole arc for uh, Daisy and your pinnacle moment? Um, I really like playing Daisy. I think I did a good job. I mean, I, I really like making characters, like, to roleplay anyway, so... I pretty much knew who she was, and I'm pretty sure I kind of stuck with it of a kind of hardworking nurse girl who uh, has breastfeeding fetish. And uh, I don't know, she's just really fun. It was kind of fun to try and think of ways for her to both accept this thing, but also be a kind of no-nonsense nurse who's just like letting herself a little be a little more nonsensical, I guess. It was kind of a whole thing. That was fun. I think uh, her pinnacle moment definitely was uh, the farmhouse with Rose, who, who uh, mushed her tush and uh, breastfed. <laughs> Let's play that clip again! <laughs> no. Um, she also, I mean, like, uh, I guess she pretty much all the time was sort of... It's difficult, because with the breastfeeding thing, I had to find moments that people could sit down and then mm-hmm. basically drag the, the baby in the party over to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So all of those moments were, were pretty much, like, important to her, like, and her developing and, like, her interests and stuff. Well, you had a lot of stuff early on as well where, like, you would uh, use bottles instead and you were yeah, always hiding in corners oh, and around... The one, uh, the part where, uh, I think the first time where she, uh, 
pumped into the bottles and like crawled next to like the uh, changing table was pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And putting you play chastity, probably the the uh, the other antihero. Man, chastity is probably the defining character of this arc. So, what what did you? think about her storyline, her character, and um, what do you think her best moment was? Her pinnacle moment? Um, I don't think at the end of it, Chastity, sure, she wasn't just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like she's had some wild times. Um, no, I had fun with her. She is brilliant in a way that people struggle to comprehend. It's not really on her level. Um, but she's always kind and thoughtful and <laughs> she goes out of her way to help the less fortunate uh, uh, and she she puts other people's needs ahead of her. Were, were we supposed to be lying about our characters the whole time? What, what are you talking I think about? I Hold on. I, I really need to know. So what's Chastity's real pinnacle moment of, you know, really banding together and helping everyone and... Oh, when she took her lovely wife... <laughs> And her baby and her pet. And she made the best of a bad situation. Okay. And she led that farmhouse. She had the gusto of a 1950s husband. (laughs) With the figure of a 1960s bikini model. And the intelligence of a 2010 liberal arts major. It's gonna be three clips of you pooping your pants and getting breastfed. Was the farmhouse just the pinnacle, the culmination of the the podcast? I think it was was definitely a a defining moment for your guys' characters. I actually think it was a defining moment for everyone because uh, the three of us who sort of kind of accepted what we were going through were in the farmhouse, and Junip just started walking and was trying to leave. Desperately, and she just walked and walked, but she just didn't really get anywhere, I believe, right? Which is yeah. Junip's whole yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, June also went back inside and got very pet like with Chastity, That's true. That's so. True, yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Wait. Yeah. What about the Hypno Room? Just throwing that out the there. The Hypno Room was really good. The Hypno I Room. I loved the Hypno Room. Was my favorite part. Okay, well, I was actually about to about to address that, so we'll start with you again, Kimmy. What was your favorite part of the entire Mystery Mansion podcast? So the, the Hypno Room mm-hmm. was amazing. Like, the way you painted the scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there was no point in the campaign. I had a lot of laughs during mm-hmm. the game. We had a really good time, but at no point was I more enthralled than the hypno room. That's really good. Because I didn't know what was going on. We were just in this different reality now. Again. And, like, exactly. Because we had already switched realities once. Who's to say that we weren't just going to switch again? Conception. It was stellar. It was really good. Cool. Uh, Cut to that. Catch Uh, up, no! You are in a daycare. And it seems very modern. All walls are decorated with stenciled storybook characters that probably didn't exist in the 1930s. Um, Other than the four of you, there are a few other men and women all dressed as babies who are playing in a large playpen. Notably, Rose is also sitting alongside them, entranced with her toys. Her diaper on clear display seems dry. She's wearing a flower-printed shirt. Also in the playpen in the corner, Junip's collar is fastened to a wall with a long cord. She is wearing her fox ear hair clips. I feel like I can never say that. And, um, but they seem to move in response to her emotions. Actually, you aren't even sure they're clips at all. She's wearing nothing but tight spandex panties and a bra. Chastity is in a comfortable sundress, which is not at all like her because most of her skin isn't showing. <laughs> And she's leaning down over one of the baby men, making growling sounds and pretending to attack him with a familiar stuffed dragon plushie. Finally, Daisy is outside the playpen, sitting in a comfortable chair with one of the baby women in her lap, latched onto her breast. 
But the most unusual thing about the scene is how usual it feels. Like this is normal. You remember the mansion, everything that happened, but that feels like years ago. What? <laughs> so we're not seeing that? We're actually doing that? Mm -hmm. You're here. Um. Uh, up, no! Awesome. But do we, do we just cut to the part where I tied her to a ceiling fan? Probably. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. That was another brilliant it's, moment. It's, I probably will do the uh, whole, like, the the intro to the hypno room. Mm -hmm. And describing everyone's like, situation and yep. stuff. All right, so onward to Chloe. Chloe, your favorite part of the entire Mystery Mansion story. So mine was the hypno room, and if I can't use the hypno room because she just did... It's gotta be bitch boy. <laughs> bitch boy. Oh, bitch boy. Oh, bitch boy. <laughs> bitch boy was hilarious. It was amazing, and I loved it. Mark did so good. We laughed so hard <laughs> recording that one. So I don't know how much I, I remember saying on the, the podcast when, when all that happened. He came over like half an hour before we started <laughs> recording, and he's like, Hey, we're going to play some D&D? &D? And I'm like, oh, well, we have to do Changing Tabletop today. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, like, chill. I'll just wait here. And I'll be like, and I just kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, no. I have a character for you now. And I literally <laughs> made it all up on the spot because I'm like, no, I have to include him. I loved him. He was one of the highlights of the game. What in particular? Um, Pretty much his introduction when he walks in and starts waving around the pool noodle. <laughs> like, like it was it was fantastic. It's probably like Grande. Mm -hmm. The the thing is, that could have been an exceptionally stupid character in mm -hmm. an exceptionally stupid scene. Mm -hmm. And Mark fucking sold it. He sure did. He was so he good. He always does. Not only that, but the resolution. Where, where June just like kept attacking him because... Because that's what June had to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you guys were like, whoa. All the consent He didn't consent thing. to this. Oh my god. And you stopped June. And I protected that's how, him. Yeah, and that's how the fight ended. Oh, so good. Okay, let's cut to that. Catch uh, up, no! I'm In sorry. comes a small, nimble man wearing nothing but very tight spandex underwear. <laughs> you okay there, so? I can't get through this. His body is oiled. You wrote it. I know. His body is oiled and toned like an otter. <laughs> <laughs> like an otter! Is he a twonk? <laughs> As he approaches and the door of the secret passage closes behind him, he pulls out in his slender hands a long pool noodle. What does he pull it out of? He's only in spandex he underwear. He pulls it out of his underwear. <laughs> oh, poop noodle. All right. As he brings uh, it what, out, what's he, up? Makes, he makes uh, a shing. Bitch, bitch boy. Intruders! Hey, no, we're help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, a, get you a favor from you, daddy. Are oh. you, are you bitch boy? Only daddy could call me bitch boy. Catch <laughs> uh, up, no! Okay. Okay. Uh, my favorite, kind of in general, I mean, honestly, the farmhouse is still really up there for me, but, um... Honestly, I'm really fond of uh, the scene where it's actually right after the pool room and everyone's kind of changing and uh, Chastity, of course, puts on the cursed apron. Oh my that, god. What did it say? Like, useless, useless brat. brat. yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Junip is triple or quadruple cursed with absolutely <laughs> everything she could possibly wear. And, <laughs> and nobody would give me clothes. And uh, I don't even recall, did Rose get to change out of her soggy, horrible Not diaper? for so yeah. long. The one person who needed to change didn't get to change. <laughs> and it was so funny. I'm really fond of it. It took an eternity to get to change out of that. Just like real life. Okay, we'll cut to that clip. Catch uh, up, no! As you put on this new apron to replace your old one, <laughs> on the front, you see a, in kind of like magical writing, it starts to write out some words, which it says, useless brat. Bollocks. Ooh. <laughs> it's also true. As you attempt to remove the apron, you are unable to. The knot just seems beyond you. I have a question. Is she wearing just this apron? No, no she has a floral dress, dress on. Under. Okay. Cool. She has a very wet floral dress. Because she said she took all her clothes off. Oh yeah, she did say that. Oh That's my god, you yeah. did. Yeah. So you are only wearing this apron. Yeah. Uh huh. 
do you have any underwear on? Do you keep no. your underwear on? No, she doesn't wear underwear. You can slide underwear up. She doesn't wear underwear. She gets so under. You're just naked except for this this apron. <laughs> and as you try apron. to put this the dress over the apron, it fails. It you no matter I how you struggle, out. you can't pull this dress down over on top of the apron, and thus you are wearing nothing but an apron. Yeah, this is a top level item. You cannot wear anything over it. While you are wearing this apron, you have a minus three to persuade and a minus three to intimidate. Bollocks. Catch <laughs> uh, up, no. Awesome. Um. And pudding. What was your favorite part of the entire Mystery Mansion story? Uh, I think it was the very genuine uh, Bonnie experiences that uh, Chastity had with Gretchen. Like, Gretchen loved Chastity more than anybody else there. They bonded in the kitchen and Chastity taught her so much about housekeeping and cooking and all the stuff that Gretchen wasn't very good at. She taught her that fries aren't a carb. That's true. Um, Gretchen didn't know that before. No, she thought about pocket fries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and when you were painting on the pictures. Yeah, yep. exactly. With nail exactly. polish. So, I think it was just that a genuine heartfelt companionship. Oh. Because nobody really respected Chastity out of her friendship group. And they, they were charity friends for her. She, she knew she was a little better, but she, she hung out with them. <laughs> But Gretchen really got her on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, it. I have a question. Wait, hold, hold on. Uh, any particular moment? Uh... Oh, I don't know. No. No, it's just like a, a feeling. The feeling of, of Gretchen being so happy and thankful yeah. to chastity for her existence yeah i mean mm-hmm. chastity by the end of it she was the one who really saved gretchen uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep all right um what 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 you want to ask what was your favorite what was your favorite part i think i just covered it uh-huh. quiet wife i hmm I think my favorite part was when Chastity picked all the locks to oh my, my elaborate 15-episode yeah. puzzle that you guys just skipped. Like I said, Chastity was the hero. You broke. You just broke down. Your system crashed. I I didn't know what to do. <laughs> she rolled like two 20s in a row or something. Oh, two 19s. It was yeah. two 19s in a row. Oh, that was great. And then, and then, like, an 18 for the final one. I, I love when you guys, as players, exceed the bounds of my expectations. But that one's so far beyond the <laughs> bounds of my expectations. I, I didn't know what to do. And uh, it was really fun as a DM to, to do that it and was... try to resolve it and <laughs> handle you all. <laughs> it was just one Legendary item after another. You guys, I think you got them all, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, you did. I got that the was... cow onesie, yep. I think, was mine. I got mm-hmm. the, the binky. She got the harness. Mm-hmm. She got the dike rag. It was all just legendary, 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 legendary. All right, so we'll cut to that clip of me freaking out. Catch <laughs> uh, up, no! Oh, okay, I'm going to attempt to pick the third lock. With what? She has to be off cooldown. I am going to allow this. Now, hear hear me out. You need to understand a few things. These locks were never meant to be picked. <laughs> Don't roll yet. These locks were never meant to be picked. They're part of a very, very, very elaborate puzzle. And if you... You can have one chance. And if you make this, and you get this item, I'm going to scream. Go ahead. Get it. I need a 9... 9 and 18 to... To get this. It's not happening. Uh, actually, the, the DC is a little lower because um, of your attempt the first time, but it is still hard. It's not happening. So I got a 28. Hey, she got a 28. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> she fumbles with this lock. <laughs> 
and it clicks open. And uh, as you open up the, the panel, behind is a button that you can push. I push the button. You push the button. <sighs> okay. You just open the fail safe. So, next to where the panel was, <laughs> a wall opens. She says with tears in her eyes. <laughs> As the wall opens, uh, it kind of shifts to the side, allowing you access to what seems like a thin armoire. As you open the armoire and you gaze upon the single object inside, you recognize that this would be uh, probably most um, most described as uh, cow footy pajamas with a removable breast flap on it. Uh, <laughs> Daisy. Why is this being kept in a locked safe? It must have untold powers. Daisy, this must be so expensive. You should try it out. You probably never worn something so expensive. Guys, Daisy sees it and immediately knows that this thing may have some crazy untold power. (laughs) There is no cow level. Guys. (laughs) There was a whole puzzle. I'm really glad we didn't have to do some stupid puzzles. <laughs> this seems really easy to get into. It must not be that powerful. Yeah, alright. Uh, Catch up, no! Okay. Uh, real quick, we won't go around, but if you have moments that you thought were the funniest of the entire thing. Gretchen changing rows is always a treat. No, Susie. Susie. Oh, Susie. Oh, yeah, yeah Gretchen never did. Susie changing rows was always a treat. Big Gretchen, little Susie. You got so blushy Shut every up. single Thank time you. you had to talk to Susie. And that was one of my favorite parts. I loved playing Susie. I loved playing a lot of the characters because I got to be very different with each one. Scott's so. a douche. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. That's my yeah. funniest. <laughs> okay, we'll add that in. Catch uh, up, no! I need the key to the terrace. I saw a ghost. I don't have that. Why not? You're, it's what? sort of not my area. Whose area is it? Oh, wait, I'm not there. Why not? Come in. Oh, because you ran back. Yeah, so okay, walk I'll back. follow. I'll follow. Okay. So it's one room. <laughs> so whose is it? Who, whose area is the terrace? Scott. Who the heck is Scott? Scott's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who, who, where, why? He's just very demanding. Catch up, no! Okay. Any other funny parts that you liked? Uh, uh, is that a bee? Is that a bee? fucking bee? That's, that's been, that's Isn't so that mean worthy. It's not part of our house vernacular. I'm allergic to bees. I, we, we still today in this house make that joke. Anytime we see something flutter by, we're like, oh, is that a fucking bee? <laughs> You notice these little fluttery wings, and um, it looks like a fairy or a pixie or something like that. Um, that sort of fits the motif of these small mythical creatures that keep popping up. And we bring that chastity. Oh my god, I think that's a fucking bee! I drop an AOE at my feet. Uh, one of the- It's a fucking bee! I'm allergic to bees! <laughs> Not the bees! You're not allergic to bees, Chastity. I'm allergic to bees! You're allergic to trees. What? You're not allergic <laughs> to bees! I'm allergic to bees! I climbed that tree once and it got all like hivey and shit. Uh, uh, up, no! I, I particularly liked when the mecha broke down. Oh, that was good. And hey. The professor was freaking out. <laughs> okay. Um. You know what? Because of that, uh, playing that, I really want a cow king here now. I think it'd be cute. They're cute. Right? That's where it the begins. cute little black and white one. So, uh, overall impressions of the storyline and everything, just go at it. I loved it, and I'm actually excited to do another. I'm excited to run one of them and and bully you ceaselessly <gasps> as a player. Revenge! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so are all three of us hoping to run one? 
I think, yeah. And I want to run another one. Yeah. Um, we're doing microscope next, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'd love to run one. It seems short form enough, but I, even I can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the idea of, of Liv running a campaign. Me too. She, she doesn't, she, she's never done something like that before, and I think that'd be really fun. Same. I agree. Okay. I guess that's it. Yeah. All in all, loved it. Loved to play it. Uh, I liked it so much that even editing the 20 hours worth of content like wasn't that big of a deal. So you, you spent a lot of time laughing yeah. while you were editing. Oh yeah, I I would be sitting in like the other room while she was editing, and I'd hear her cute little laugh, and I'd be like, oh, someone was funny, probably uh, a pudding. <laughs> it was it was a pretty good mix of everyone and just general stupidity, and that's the whole that was the whole podcast, general stupidity. General stupidity. General stupidity. <sighs> okay, um, so that's gonna be it for us. On the Mystery Mansion. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to follow up this with uh, just some clips of fan favorites or mm-hmm. things we liked, things that other people liked that didn't really make it into this little clip show. So it's just going to be one after another um, with a little sound bite to indicate when the scene changes. So you guys can enjoy that following our outro here. Um, I want to thank my wonderful players for for not making it too difficult to get you all together every week and, and playing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. having a good time. It was it was fun. Thank you for being the god of this universe. Oh well I'm the god of every universe, so perish. <laughs> um and uh thank you all for listening at home or thank wherever you. you listen to your podcasts. Uh it's just nice to be able to create content like this with the like kink communities and abdl (laughs) community and um create something new that we don't really see or hear of a lot and uh kind of broaden the spectrum of what our community is for and what it can do yeah i love that that's Um, a good way to put it yeah and that being said we will have more stories on this channel that you all can listen to and um enjoy those and we've got another new one coming next week Yep, new one next week. And the Dread Game. Good. Yep. What do I call it? Uh, Independent. Independent. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you, everyone. If you want to support us, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Stories.thatmademe.gay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, guys. I don't even think we've told anyone this, but Pudding bought a website, and technically, if you ever want to go to our Patreon, you can you can type in stories dot that made me dot gay. What? And it will take you, you know to our Patreon. I, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know about that. That's amazing. It's great. Do we have another one? Stories that made me gay. Uh, I mean, I have as many as I want. No, but I thought, like, you set up one for the usual bet, didn't you? No, not yet, but... It's uh, too expensive. I'm gonna have, no, no, I, I earned that made me dot gay. Oh. So yeah. I think usual bet's gonna be, um... Podcast. Girls. Oh, girls. Ha! Ha! Okay. Um, so thank you all for listening, and uh, that's that's it for us. So everyone say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Um, lastly, thank you to Mimi for our theme song for the Changing Tabletop. We never really get to thank her on our outros, so, Mm -hmm. um, thank you. And you can check her out, uh, on our sister podcast, Dear Jazzy, and that's it. Here's, here's some, here's some clips now. Here's some fun, funny things. It's clip time. It's clip show time. Be humor. (laughs) So, if you need me, I'll be here. Okay. I'll make some food if you want to come back in like an hour. Oh, hey, that, what are you making? Oh, uh, I... Scones. <laughs> <laughs> are you making British scones or American scones? Both! <laughs> We're in Sophie's lack of knowledge about all things food. I don't know anything! What kind of scones? They're delicious! <laughs> Can I fill my purse with... No. Shots of glass. Your purse is an abstract concept used to cast spells, and actually considering the fact 
that you haven't used it in a million years, I'm gonna say you don't have it anymore. She just left it somewhere. You just dropped oh, it and don't even remember. Ketchup took it. Ketchup might have taken it. Okay, so as I stand up and go to put shards of glass in my purse, Fucking ketchup! Fucking thief! That dragon took my purse! Dragons are known for that. Instead no one in particular. Uh, you return to the foyer, uh, where you began your whole quest, and, um, there's a set of stairs there. It's quite ornate. It's very nice. Um, it wasn't there before. Hooray! Getting these here was stupidly complicated. I descend up the stairs. We descend up the stairs. Okay. You do that by moonwalking up the stairs. You moonwalk up... All of you... All of you work together to simultaneously moonwalk up the stairs. You look fucking awesome. I'm gonna give everyone, like, an like advantage on a roll for the next 15 minutes. And, um... You just look great as you all simultaneously... You, you used to rehearse this together. This is something that, like, before really bumped... We, before we did Mysteries, we were a dance troupe. <laughs> Your dance troupe moonwalks up these stairs. It looks amazing. Like, a few people poke their head in and saw it, and they think it's fucking magic because, like, they believe in magic, and that was magical. Mm-hmm. They they don't know what to make. It was fantastic. Like, they were walking forward, but they were walking backwards, but also upstairs. <laughs> amazing. Not even physically possible. Okay. You find some pairs of plastic pants, uh, some white cloth diapers, and a myriad of very thick disposable diapers. They seem to be in a ton of different prints, all of which mimic famous paintings. In style. Give me so, Starry Night. You can get any famous painting you want. Starry Night. And diaper her in it. Give me Starry Night. And you can Night. also take spares with you. Alright, I'm rolling a dice because I have two options here. Okay. One is very bad and one is very good. Okay. Take both. Whatever the other. You do get Starry Night. Yes. What's the other one? Honey, you would be in trouble in real life. Uh, yeah, okay. so you get a lovely little Starry Night disposable diaper put on you. For when you need to really Van Gogh. <laughs> oh my god! That one was too good for me to yell Can she at have about. her, like, her five hit points back for that? Yeah, sure. You can. I think that's worth it. Um, Let it go, guys. It's painting town. You know what? They're just gonna fucking leave. What? They just, they just turn and they they just leave. They just they take a look at the the scene before them. The literal shootout between the two of you, like some like some slow motion Hamilton stuff right here. As the stage turns around and you pull out your gun and he lunged at your throat. <laughs> And he just dissolves into smoke, and all the other the, the other mystical creatures just go. It is painting town, and they just turn and leave. <laughs> all right. 